Feeling bogged down by your daily grind? Not living up to your greatest potential? Then it's time to turn up the heat and get real with what truly matters, be it family, career, wellness, spirituality, or anything else that fuels your inner flame. Join Fire It Up with CJ as this respected life coach talks to a wide range of experts and everyday people for their inspiring and unconventional ideas to help you make the most from your life. Equal parts heartwarmer, cheerleader, and butt kicker, C.J. Liu draws on her extensive experience in business and life coaching, along with her intuition and playful humor, to address meaningful topics with truth and irreverence. It takes just one spark to ignite a fire. Now, here's your host, C.J. Hi, I'm C.J. Liu, and you're listening to Fired Up with C.J. on the Transformation Talk Radio Network. Talk radio to spark your curiosity, illuminate your spirit, and fire you up into action right now, right here, and every Thursday at 4 p.m. Eastern Standard Time and 1 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. Today on Fired Up with C.J., it's February, the month of love, and I have Neil Ward, UK's huh. best dating coach and author, and he thinks I'm funny. Look at this. An author <laughs> of a book, A Star Love. Guide to Dating Mastery. So the focus today is really about dating 101, getting the basics of how to find a date and how you have fun while you're doing it. Welcome, Neil. Thank you, CJ. It's a pleasure to be uh, on your show. Yeah, it's great to hear you and hear your wonderful voice. We were saying how you would be a chick (laughs) magnet. You would be a chick (laughs) magnet. You said, yeah, not in the UK. (laughs) No. Well, here's my curiosity. Would an American accent work if you ran around speaking like an American? Would that, or would that be to your disfavor to do that? Yeah, disfavor usually. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so let's get to um, how you find a date. Now, I was on your website, and you have a great article, and um, it said that you did some research, which I love the fact that you actually research all your stuff, that you did some research, and you came up with the top 20 places to meet women. And so my question is, how did you do the research first and how did you come up with this list? Okay, research really was when I was getting getting good at all of this sort of thing, I used to just literally, I put my ego to one side and said, right, I'm going to get good at this. I'm just going to go literally anywhere um, and see and see what happens really, try and meet women. I tried all the usual stuff, bars, clubs, online dating, um, and I, I didn't get anywhere, especially the bars and clubs. They would, you know, I, I just didn't get anywhere at all with it. So I started to go to, you know, lots of different places, lots of unusual places where I didn't really expect to, to meet women, but I sort of stumbled upon all these little, <clears throat> you know, little hotspots. Like we were talking about yoga just five minutes ago. I mean, you don't get many guys in a yoga in a yoga class, but you get a lot of women there. Yeah. Calm women, which is a nice thing, right? Calm. Oh, <laughs> real calm, yeah. Yeah, calm, centered, flexible women, which must be really cool, right? <laughs> well, I wasn't, I haven't got a dirty mind like you. I wasn't thinking that way. <laughs> oh, sure you were. <laughs> okay. So, so you actually started thinking outside the box. Where are you going to actually yeah, exactly. go to meet these wonderful women? Exactly. So it sounds like you experimented with a bunch of stuff. How did you come up with your top 20 list? Um, I just sort of, one day I sat there, um, with a client and he was saying to me, you know, where's the best sort of places to go? And I was, and I thought, you know, I've never really sat down and made a list of it all. And I started to think about it and I started to write down a lot of the women that I'd been dating. And I thought, where'd I meet her? Where'd I meet her? And up until that point, before I wrote that list, I was always thinking, oh, bars and clubs, you know, that's where you need to go. You know, that's where all these other guys sort of teach people, um, go and meet women in bars and clubs. And I thought about it and I went, actually, all these women, I didn't meet a single one of them in a bar or club. The women that I met in bars and clubs were the ones that were very flaky, didn't turn up for dates, they would hassle, and they were high maintenance. So that's why I don't really... I mean, I go to bars and clubs, obviously, but I don't go there to meet women, really, anymore. <laughs> okay. I'm not <laughs> going to ask what you go there for. <laughs> that's my dirty mind yet again. Conversation. Okay. Good conversation. <laughs> 
I know. This is becoming an X-rated show. It's awful. <laughs> All right. So <laughs> so let's go. I want to pick a couple off of your list to see how a masterful person would go to, say, let's a yoga class or an exercise class. Because I'm, I'm hard-pressed to figure out how you would go to a yoga class or one of those exercise classes and ask someone out. Tell me how you, how you did this in the past. Okay. So an exercise class. Um, something like, I mean, yoga is very calm and, and relaxed. So it sort of puts people in, in the mindset after the class that, you know, that they are very relaxed and they're very open to, to talk to people. And usually after the class, everyone sort of says hello. You know, a lot of people grab their stuff and leave straight away. But that's always a mistake in anything you do, grabbing your, your stuff and leaving straight away. I always go and talk to people at the end. Even if you just go over and say hi. You know, oh, did you enjoy the class? Some, it doesn't have to be, you don't have to have all these amazing lines. It's the right. simple things that work. And that's what people don't realize. People get too confused with trying to learn all these lines. But it's the simple things coming across naturally, just going over, saying hi, and, and that's it. And I mean, if you're in a class together, do you honestly think this woman's going to go, oh, get, get away from me, you freak. I don't want to talk to you. <laughs> You know, it doesn't happen, but so, for some reason, people get that in their mind. They're like, oh, I really like that one, but I'm not going to go and talk to her because, you know, she might think it's weird or awkward or she might just tell me to get lost. Why Why would she tell you to get lost if you just go over and say hi? Well, that's true. Okay, so how do you move from, like, the hi to, hey, do you want to go out on a date? So okay. Like, hey, how you doing? Did you like the class? Do you want to go out on a date? I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> From like, hey, the person's like rolling up their yoga mat. They're all relaxed. And you're like, hey, did you enjoy the class? You're like, yeah, I did. And then where do you go from there? Well, funny enough, once you get really good at this, you can literally, just using body language and eye contact and things like that, you can literally go quite direct with people and just say, do you want to go and grab a coffee? You know. But that's <laughs> Really? Yeah. Oh, come Especially on. Especially if I don't have time sometimes. I do go quite quite direct if I like someone. But, okay, we're going to bring this back. You go over, you say, hi, did you enjoy the class? Blah, blah. You're just having a really normal conversation. You say something about them. You give them a little compliment. And it just starts a conversation. And it's like anything, any conversation. You just build up gradually. You ask things, she asks things. It goes quite naturally. Then this is where it comes in. You don't say, hey, do you want to go on a date with me sometime? <laughs> some Especially say, in that tone. That's not going to Yeah. Work. Hey, can I? <laughs> hey, do you want to go on a date with me sometime? <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, guys just say the craziest thing. Hey, can I? Um, um, yeah, I was just wondering, um, could I um, get your phone number or something? Yeah, uh, if that's okay with you. So why, do, why do guys say that? I don't know. <laughs> This is what you I think do. I think it works really effectively. It's the heavy breathing in that one. That kind of. Oh, happens. yeah, yeah. <laughs> but this is what you do. It's okay. It's simple. You're in the conversation and you just say, you know what? I really enjoy talking to you. I'm going to go and grab a coffee um, after class or I'm going to go and grab a drink, whatever. Just say, do you want to join me for, have you got 10 minutes? You want to join me for a quick coffee? And that's it. That's the key. Something simple. It's not like a big commitment. You're not saying, Hey, do you want to go for dinner with me? And, you know, do you want to go for a drink? Uh, all this sort of stuff. Do you want to come back to my place for a, a drink? <laughs> You're not saying any of that. So you, you see, it's a very slow progression. You're sort of saying, do you want to come, you know, I'm going for a coffee anyway. I'm literally going to that place now, downstairs for a coffee. I'm enjoying talking to you. Do you want to join me? Now, it's, it would be weird for her to say, oh, oh, no, I, I, I don't want to join you. Now, she may be in a rush. A lot of people sometimes, they want to get home or whatever. So she may be, you know, in a rush and she'll say, you know, what, I can't, but, um, you know, I'd really like to, but, but I can't at the minute. And if that does happen, say, okay, yeah, no problem, no problem. And then you've got two options. If you're not in any rush, you'll, you can see her next time and build up from it again. Or you can be quite bold and you can say, well, hey, and you just pull out your phone and you can just say, well, hey, you know, um, it's good to talk to you. Uh, we should we should chat again sometime. And then you just pass her your phone. That's what I do. I personally just <laughs> I got her number. I've got her name. And I was literally 
I mean, I don't know what time it is there, but it's half nine here. I was just yeah. with a couple of clients and we went to um, a salsa bar. And right. they, these guys wanted me to show them how to get a phone number. So right. I said, I'll show you. And I was talking to the woman for a couple of minutes and, you know, I didn't want to stay, you know, talking to her for too long because these guys were waiting for me. And I just said, you know what? I really enjoy talking to you. There's just something about you. You just seem to have this great outlook on life, this real energy. I really enjoy talking to you, but I've actually got to get back to my friends. But you're, it was Sarah, wasn't it? She says, she said, yeah. Um, and then typed her, her name into my phone, passed the phone to her and said, I'll give you a text during the week. That's it. Simple. She put her number in. I saved it, gave her, you know, called her phone. So she's got my number. And I said, OK, I'll talk to you in the week. Simple as that. Oh, that's you're smooth. That's good. That's good. It's not intimidating. Actually, I think I probably here's the thing, though. If I didn't really want to give my number, I probably would give you a fake number. So how often are they just fake numbers? So like, OK, just um, here. Yeah, sure. Um, the first couple of years, obviously, I had loads of fake numbers. I had more fake numbers yeah. than real numbers. But, <laughs> yeah, I got the uh, I actually had in the UK, we have a radio called Radio One and they've got a special line called Flirt Divert. And women mm-hmm. used to give out this number to Flirt Divert. And it's a big joke on the radio show um, where these guys call in and, it, you know, they get the answer phone, obviously. And they're like, hey, hey, Crystal, it's Paul from the other night. I was the guy with the glasses that you said you really liked my shoes. Um, I don't know what's going on. I've been trying to call you. and That and is just like, so mean. <laughs> yeah, but I actually stored that number in my phone because I got that three times. <laughs> <laughs> that is so mean-spirited. Who would do that? So then they record yeah. these poor chaps who are just basically calling up and like, you know, calling up for follow-on date. That's so yeah. mean. And then, I don't know if they still do it, but every Friday they used, they used to play these things, and it was hilarious. <laughs> That's fantastic. Okay, so folks out there, um, Neil, tell us the um, your URL, because I want people to look at this top 20 list, because I thought these were pretty wonderful. They were top 20 places to meet women. So can you give us your URL? And, and I think it was on your um, – you have a whole bunch of great articles, and this is one of them, the top 20 places. Um, yeah. Can you give us your URL and we'll, people can yes. take a look? www.top-dating-coach.com or you can just type in topdatingcoach.com and you'll come straight to my site. Or even Great. just type in dating coach and you'll come to my site. <laughs> <laughs> type in anything. That's like yeah. another one. You're, even your website is full of trickery. You just I type in anything, you're there. Okay, <laughs> so dating expert Neil Ward on Fired Up with CJ on Transformation Talk Radio Network. Up next, how do you actually talk to your date? Yeah, actually, you should be talking to your date, by the way. Um, you want to know more about Neil or listen to, uh, to others like shows like this? Check it out on www. FireItUpWithCJ.com. So this may sound simple, but when you're planning a road trip, you have to figure out where you're going first. With the Take Shape for Life program, the destination is living life at optimal health. So what does that mean? It means more energy. It means less medications. And yes, it means losing the extra pounds, which is actually part of the getting there. Talk to a Take Shape for Life health coach who's been there. Listen to their story and their journey. Call 877-520-SIMPLE. That's 877-520-SIMPLE. Results will vary. Talk to your doctor before starting program. Call for details. Feeling bogged down by your daily grind? Not living up to your greatest potential? Then it's time to turn up the heat and get real with what truly matters, be it family, career, wellness, spirituality, or anything else that fuels your inner flame. Join Fire It Up with CJ as this respected life coach talks to a wide range of experts and everyday people for their inspiring and unconventional ideas to help you make the most from your life. Equal parts heartwarmer, cheerleader, and butt kicker, C.J. Liu draws on her extensive experience in business and life coaching, along with her intuition and playful humor, to address meaningful topics with truth and irreverence. It takes just one spark to ignite a fire. For dates and showtimes, visit www.fireitupwithcj.com or www.transformationtalkradio.com.
in case you just joined in, I'm CJ Liu, and you are listening to Fire Up with CJ on the Transformation Talk Radio Network. This segment, Neil Ward, who's traveled around the globe and has spoken face-to-face to over 15,000 women, oh my God, in <laughs> London to research and perfect his dating system. Did you really talk to 15,000 women? Over that now, I guess. <laughs> but that's not including our online dating and and things like that as well and that's not including a lot of countries i went to so it's probably over that oh my gosh that is outrageous okay <laughs> <laughs> well it seems like you've talked to a lot of people so you should have a lot of experience on this so i think we had just talked in the previous sec- section about how you actually approach someone but how do you know it's actually okay to approach someone um is well language, or how do you know Okay, now for me, I've studied body language intensely, um, and I've, I mean, I, I do this all the time, so I've sort of got to a stage now where I can see a woman and I, I'll, know if, I'll know if she's open to be approached. But at the same time, I, always, I also find it interesting to see the women with the closed body language. They've got their arms crossed. They've got that look on their face like, don't even think about coming over and talking to me. <laughs> And I enjoy going over and talking to those women, too. Interesting. <laughs> okay, so well, let me ask, is there a correlation between the really pretty women and the cross arms, or is, it, is there no correlation whatsoever? Yeah, it's just yeah there is. Now, thing. The thing is, the, the, the more attractive the woman, um, the more she it's, – it's a strange one, okay? Now, the more attractive the woman, the, it, usually the more often she gets hit on until they reach a certain level of attractiveness – where, you know, they're sort of model standard. And those women don't tend to get hit on a lot because the men are so afraid. They think, oh, she'd never be interested in me. I, I don't stand a chance. So they, so those women don't get hit on a lot. They get stared at a lot. And, you know, they get a lot of awkward guys looking at them and <laughs> things like that. Yeah, that's awful. So then how do you approach – are those women the model women? Are they usually the cross-armed women's or, I mean, what what's usually the body language? Anyways, let's – I mean, irrespective of it, how do you know? How would I um, be able to visually help paint a picture of someone I could actually go up to and talk to? What do yeah, they look like? Okay. There is no sort of set look, but what you're looking for is um, an open an open body language, open, you know – um, the things like cross armed and cross legs is sort of a close. It's like a barrier to people around them. It's like they feel slightly uncomfortable. So a lot of the times as well, you'll see women on their phone in those situations. Um, mm. And that's sort of a comfort thing as well because they don't want to be stood around, you know. Um, and I was actually talking to a woman this evening while I was waiting for my friend. And, and she was she was stood there. And she was on the phone. And once she came off the phone, she instantly adopted the cross-arm, cross-leg mm. body position. And I just, you know, started talking to her. I think I said something along the lines of, don't you just hate the way people are always late? My friend wasn't late. It was just... <laughs> <laughs> it was just something okay. to say. Right. And I said, but that's guys for you. I don't know. I don't know what it's like. Are women always late? And she started laughing and we started the conversation. So a lot of the time you can't, you can't really judge by body language alone um, because it is more of a, a comfort thing, a protective thing. Right. Um, but you can see if they look like a happy sort of person, they're quite bubbly and smiley, then you know that's the sort of, they're, they're not the sort of person that are going to be rude to you. They're going to be quite open. It's the ones that are very, they have that look about them. Um, it, like I was saying, it's the don't even think about talking to me. Look, they're the ones that are a little bit more difficult. You can't just walk up to them with square on body language and start talking because walking up to someone like that is like, I want something from you. I'm here. I'm in your face. I want something from you. With those sort of women, you have to literally walk as if you're about to walk past them. And as you're walking past them, that's you turn your head and you talk to her over your shoulder because that way you're you're about to walk on anyway body la- now for those of the people that are listening that know NLP only 7% of communication is words the other 93% yeah is is body language and voice tonality 
So instantly, she'll be reading your body language um, for threats because it's an evolutionary thing. So she'll be reading your body language for threats. If your whole body is pointed down the street, you're walking that way, your weight is on your lead foot, you're just stopping briefly to say something from her, say something to her. She's going she's gonna to respond, okay, because it's... She thinks you're about to walk off anyway. And once she responds, you then say something else. And then you lean on your... As you're saying it, though, you lean back. You lean your weight back mm. and talk. Mm -hmm. And then you lean forward again, as if you're about to leave. So really, the <laughs> emphasis... <laughs> it's like a trick. The emphasis is on her. If she says something back to you, that's when you lean back again and start talking. And once you've done that three or four times, you can then turn your body language around to, around to her. So that's the sort of trick there. Interesting. And so what were you what are you saying as you're turning your head and like, hey, how's it going? I mean what it could be anything, or are you trying to do something like okay. I was just about to leave, or what do you say that makes it natural? Okay, now my the way I do this is completely different from anyone else I ever know. So most people that get trained in this area, um, they're taught something called canned materials and canned openers. And it all originated from this whole pickup artist scene, if you've ever heard of that. That's where all that originated from. So I didn't, I didn't think that was a good way to do it. And, and I didn't think it was comfortable for, um, guys to, to do that. And a lot of guys don't feel comfortable using this canned routine. So what I did one day, I thought, well, I can't rely on this. I need to use something situational. So in any situation, I can literally just say something to someone. So I started practicing that. So, you know, I'd be walking down the street and there was a, a dog and I'd say something like, I'm just making this up off the top of my head. Yeah. And I'd say something like, it's true, isn't it, what they say? And then she'll look at me like, what the hell? And right. I'll say, people really do, dogs really do look like their owners. And then I'll look across <laughs> the with a dog. <laughs> yeah, that's just an example. <laughs> And of course, that's and fantastic. Course, so you must have to have a you have a bunch of these situational kind of like hello lines. No, this is, this is this is what I'm saying. I don't have any. I use, I just f through speaking to so many people, I come up with all this stuff. You know, I've been in the most weird and awkward situations imaginable. Interesting. Okay. So what are the pickup artists? And so you did try, you tried using the pickup artist one and they didn't um, feel I natural, did, it sounds like. Um, I, I had training with this guy who was, at the time, he's got a big TV show and stuff. He was classed as the world's number one. And I was trained by him for a while. Um, mm -hmm. And I thought, you know, he was a really nice guy and I thought it was all great. And, you know, I, I, I didn't have seen for a little while, but it just, it wasn't what I wanted because I wasn't, I didn't want to meet women, you know, to s just sleep with women. That wasn't me. And it was not something I ever really did because I wasn't looking for that. I was looking for, right. you know, having a good um, social life, meeting a lot of women for friends. And I was looking for the ideal woman for me, really. And that's right. and that's that's why it didn't really, um, it just didn't sit right with me. So that's why I, yeah. I made up my own system. Yeah, and I think I may, that's probably true for a lot of guys because those, you know, it just sounds canned and it feels unnatural. I think. I mean, yeah. it may work under for those flaky, you know, girls at the clubs that are high maintenance, but I don't think it also works for other women too because they'll think, "Did you just come up? You know, what is that? That is the worst line ever." You know, because I think yeah. women kinda, they can kind of sniff it out too. I mean, the kind of women that you probably want to meet, like me, for example, if I was at a bar and someone used a typical pickup line. I don't think I would really like that. I mean, I don't, it just feels kind of smarmy. Okay, so let's yeah. go to, you talked a little bit about how you kind of make the progression to asking out on a date. In your case, since you're an advanced, uh, advanced student, you ask for the date <laughs> right away. But what happens after you ask for the date and, you know, the person says no, how do you know it's a no never or, you know, if they are sincerely busy, like they said, they'll say, okay, Sure, another time. How do you know it's a no never versus they're just being okay. Nice? No. Okay, this is the way you do it. Um, if they agree first, we'll, we'll go on to this one first. If they agree to meet up sometime, if they sort of verbally say, yeah, yeah, sure, we'll do that sometime, then you're sort of sending text messages or calls and you're building up more comfort with her. And oh, God, I almost lost my trail of thought there. So you're building up comfort with her. Well, sorry, what was the question again, CJ? I've completely thrown <laughs> off then. I, 
<laughs> the question is, right, do you know what's said... funny? A text message just came up on my phone from a girl, and it had a weird thing on, and it threw me off because I was talking about text messages at the same time. So let's start that one again. <laughs> All right, so let's say that someone you actually say, "Hey, can I get your number?" and you're really trying to discern whether the person is not interested, just being nice, like, you know, whether it's a a good lead or a bad lead. How do you know? Okay. So what will happen is if you agree to something and she sort of says, "Yeah, that should be okay." And then she she flakes and says, "No, I can't make it." Um, you know, you can give it the benefit of the doubt once. Um, on the second time, if it happens, and she says, oh, you know, I, I'd like to, but I, I just can't make it. If she doesn't reschedule a day in time, that's when you know that it's not really on. Um, okay. And for me personally, if, if a woman doesn't really reschedule, um, I... I think, well, look, I've chased, I've, I've chased her twice. I'm not going to do it a third time. But that's just me because, you know, I have options. But if you're a guy, um, if you're a single guy, doesn't really have many women, um, you know, in their life, then, you know, you, you, sh- you should probably chase a little bit more. But the thing is, the more you chase... <laughs> like how many, if you're one of those guys, then try five times? Like how many? <laughs> yeah, the thing is, the more you chase, the the, the it's like... You know, the chance drops, 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 drops. The more you chase and the more you message, you know, the the lower the chance that anything's going to happen with her. Yeah. So re- realistically, if it's going to happen, it's going to happen within the first sort of couple of weeks. After right. that, um, I'm not saying it won't happen, but um, it sort of it really drops off from then on. Yeah. Now, unless you're Unless you've got a big backup plan, um, lots of events in your in your calendar. So I keep a social calendar, and I, you know, all my clients, I, I get them to keep a social calendar with loads of different events in. Um, they don't even have to like the events; it's just something to do. Should um, anything come up, so if you've got all these sort of events and stuff, um, <laughs> you know, it's just it's just a lot better better way to deal with it. Yeah. Excellent. Okay, so we're going to come back and talk about mistakes, dating mistakes. So today we have author of A Startup Guide to Dating Mastery, his book, Neil Ward, on Fired Up with CJ on Transformation Talk Radio Network. Up next, um, what are some of the common mistakes and how do you avoid them? If you want to know more about Neil Ward or listen to other fabulous shows, check it out at www.fireitupwithcj.com. Feeling bogged down by your daily grind? Not living up to your greatest potential? Then it's time to turn up the heat and get real with what truly matters, be it family, career, wellness, spirituality, or anything else that fuels your inner flame. Join Fire It Up with CJ as this respected life coach talks to a wide range of experts and everyday people for their inspiring and unconventional ideas to help you make the most from your life. Equal parts heart warmer, cheerleader, and butt kicker, C.J. Liu draws on her extensive experience in business and life coaching, along with her intuition and playful humor, to address meaningful topics with truth and irreverence. It takes just one spark to ignite a fire. For dates and showtimes, visit www.fireitupwithcj.com or www.transformationtalkradio.com. Ladies, are you living an inspired life? Do you yearn for a more passionate, dream-filled life? Here's Linda Joy, founder of Aspire Magazine, and she has a gift for you. Aspire has launched its Mission to Inspire initiative with a commitment to give away 100,000 one-year digital subscriptions to women around the globe. Every subscription comes with a multitude of free gifts from our team inspiration partners. To claim it all, go to AspireMag.net today. No purchase necessary and live an inspired life. Now is the perfect time to learn Tai Chi and Qigong. These ancient Chinese healing arts, also called mind-body practice, are simple to learn, clinically proven to be effective, and can be practiced by anyone, anywhere, at any time. For 10 years, the Institute of Integral Qigong and Tai Chi has been a respected leader in mind-body practice training. 
Visit IIQTC.org. Empower yourself, empower others. Visit IIQTC.org for more information on mind body practice. IIQTC.org. CJ Liu, and you're listening to Fired Up with CJ on Transformation Talk Radio Network. This segment, our face-to-face dating expert, Neil Ward, who devoted five years of his life and thousands of hours mastering dating and social interactions by reading hundreds of books, attending tons of seminars around the world, and studying under world-class pickup artists and other dating experts. So, um, Neil, let's go talking about some common dating mistakes. I'm just going to add a quick caveat there. Sure. um, (laughs) A lot of people think I'm a pickup artist or I'm a pickup artist coach, but I'm not. So I need to throw that in there because (laughs) a lot of people don't like that, and I'm not one. So I need to just throw that in there quickly. (laughs) Right. Even though you studied under one of them, like we were saying in the previous break, you're not really one of those guys. No, no. For all the women out there, he's a nice guy. (laughs) He's not just looking for a quick one-night stand. All right. So we've clarified that. Have we cleared your name? (laughs) Yeah, you have. Yeah. (laughs) Okay. So how can we, you know, one of the things we were just talking about in the previous segment is how can you appear so you're not, like, not appear desperate? I think that's a really common thing with, with men and women. Yeah, well, like I was saying about the social calendar, that is one of the key ways to not come across as desperate. Now, the point is that you need to make to her is that you've got a lot of stuff going on in your life. You're not just another, you know, average guy, just like every other guy that just wants to get on a date with her as quickly as possible and he'll make himself available, you know, whenever. Because most guys do. They're like, Oh, do you want to go on a date this this week? And the woman's like, Oh, well, I can't uh, this Wednesday. But um, and he's like, Okay, Thursday. Oh, I can't do this <laughs> Friday. Any day. I'll literally I'll cancel all my plans just to go out with you. That's what most guys do, and that's right. wrong because it comes right. across as needy straight away and like, Oh, God. I mean, it's not, there's not really any fun there because for her, she knows what he wants. It's obvious. There's no sort of you know, for me, I, I, I make sure that women know that I'm a guy with lots of options. I'm a busy guy. I'm a social guy. I've got lots of friends and I don't need to be going out with her. I just want to go out with her because I like her. So that's the uh, way I come across. Okay. So if I ran into you and I said, so, um, when are you available? And would you say, um, this, uh, let's see, next year sometime? I mean, how far? No, I social I'd, calendar to not sound too Well, I keep up. a calendar on my iPhone. I've got an iPhone. Yeah. So I just say, oh, let me just check. And I whip out my iPhone, look at my calendar, and I say, and I'm honest. I don't say, oh, oh, no, I can't do, ah, hmm, no, can't do then. <laughs> no, I look at my calendar and I say, okay, yeah, and I'll say the next time I can do. Sometimes it might be three weeks before I can go out with her. And, right. you know, that is a little bit too long. But if you come across as, um, if you have a really good interaction, women will wait that long, especially if you call them up and text them in between. You know, right. it's, but, um, you know, usually I'll try and make it within a week. So if I meet her midweek, which is when I meet most women, I'll mm-hmm. try and make it for midweek the next week. So that's the Perfect. way I'll do it. Interesting. Okay, and how about women? When do they sound really desperate? I mean, that works for men. Does it work for women? Yeah, I mean, a lot of the times it's the women you least expect as well. Um, So there's a a woman in a coffee shop that I go to, and it's I really used to fancy her big time until the day, all of a sudden one day, she started going, make sure you give him an extra large coffee and all this, and here, I've snuck you a, a little donut. Here, that's that's for you. And I thought, why is this? And it just came across as that does so, sound stocky, creepy. Yeah, and she was just too full on. And she yeah. said, "Oh, I've seen you around. Um, you know, I used to see you in here all the time. And um, you know, it was just really, it was a bit weird and full on. And you know, so doing favors for guys like that, it's obvious. It's just a bit too obvious. But that's just me. Um, you know. Yeah. So it's like play it cool. You have to play the the whole adage yeah. of play being hard to get. 
works, yeah. right? That's what I'm hearing. It does work. Yeah, it does work. You just it's not necessarily play it hard to get because then sometimes you can play it too cool and she'll and women women aren't stupid. It's not like men. Women have you know, they're so finely tuned to men who just, you know, talk rubbish and they just try and put on this pretense and but men aren't. Women can trick men really easily because they don't have the same social skills. Right, right. And um, right, so... what they say is, um, I was reading the book, I can't remember who, who wrote this, but it was all about why women's social skills are so much better. Mm-hmm. And when I read it, I thought, that makes perfect sense. And it said, women start um, start learning social skills at the age of four or five when they're in nursery or kindergarten, whatever you call it over there. They start learning these skills, you know, by talking to each other at a really young age. Whereas the boys are doing stupid stuff, they're fighting, and they're playing soccer. Or we call it <laughs> football. You call it soccer. Right. And, that's right. what, and I thought, well, wait a second. All through school... That's exactly what happened. All the guys used to play, you know, soccer on the field, and I did a lot of the time. But the other times, I remember they always used to go, oh, look at him. Oh, he's just talking to all the girls. And I used to go around talking to the girls and listening to them talk. Um, <laughs> and then by the time I hit um, sort of the age of 15, 16, um, I just, I, I noticed that because I'd listened to all the women talk and I got a good, good handle on all of this, um, I was, I, I seem to, I just seem to do a lot better than, than the other guys. And I used to think, oh, what an idiot. Why did he say that to that girl? And then I'd sort of go in and talk to the girl and she'd be interested then because I'd, I'd do the opposite of what he'd say. Interesting. So really, actually, you've been studying longer than five years. You've been studying since you were five. Oh, right. But this is where, this is where it went downhill. And this is common for a lot of guys. Uh-huh. I got my first um, serious girlfriend when I was a teenager, and I was with her for a while. Mm-hmm. And it's all on my site, so I won't go into big detail. But um, I lost her to another guy, and she was a very sort of dominant, bossy kind of girl. Uh-huh. Um, she was the year head of the, you know, of the school, um, and she was just very, you know, she's I don't know what do you call her, like the queen bee, I suppose you say in the states, yeah. right? She was yeah. that sort of girl. And she was very bossy, and. I was with her until probably about, you know, 18 or just come up to, yeah, about 18, 18 and a half. And over that time, because she was so dominant and bossy over me, I'd become into this wussy, an absolute wussy. Yeah, and most guys do. It's strange. A lot of guys do if they're with dominant women. And as soon as I came out of that relationship, um, I was very, I didn't really know what to say to women because my confidence had been broken down so much. So that's why I had to go on this journey and relearn all this stuff, really. Wow, isn't that fascinating? So one person could do so much damage. Yes. So sad. Definitely. So sad. All right, so we're going to talk when we get back from the break about the law of attraction, which I can't wait to hear about from you. So we have Neil Ward, a UK dating coach on Fired Up with CJ on Transformation Talk Radio Network. Um, up next, again, the law of attraction and how it factors into your dating. You can find out more about Neil at his website at www.top/dating/coach.com. And you, what else you can you can type up? What else you said? You can type in that Just or top topdatingcoach.com. Topdatingcoach. Take it, take okay. out the slashes or the hyphens. Okay. Right. <laughs> okay. Wonderful. We'll be back. We'll be back after the break. Are you ready to tap into the healer within? Hi, I'm Mary Jane Mack. Did you know the real doctor is the source that lives within you, that heals within you minute by minute every day? The healer within is the innate intelligence of the human body. When we cut our hand with a piece of glass, we don't have to command the body to close the wound and grow new skin. It knows how to heal itself. We do have to nourish the skin by disinfecting it and remove the glass or it cannot heal. The innate healer relies upon us to assist in this healing process. Our role is to identify its needs, provide the substances required for the healing, and remove the obstacle. CRA, Contact Reflex Analysis, is an energy assessment which translates human energy into information. This information provides me with the ability to identify your needs as a healer and to design a specific solution for you. Contact us to achieve optimal health at 888-777-4232. That's 888 777 
877-427-4232 and visit us at maryjanemack.com. I'm CJ Liu, and you're listening to Fired Up with CJ on the Transformation Talk Radio Network. This segment, our dating authority, Neil Ward, on tips and techniques on on how you can um, use the law of attraction in your dating. So, Neil, let's talk about what is the law. First of all, for those who don't know about the law of attraction, what is it? Okay, the law of attraction is very, very difficult to explain. Well, it's it's not difficult to explain, but it's difficult to grasp. And a lot of people struggle with it. It took me, I'd say, a good two or three months of going back and forth to it before I actually got a, a good understanding of what the law of attraction is. And what it is in a nutshell is what you think about, what you visualize, and what you ask for from the universe, you, you can attract into your life. It doesn't, and some people, you know how you get <clears throat> some people who, doesn't matter what happens in life, they, you know, they could lose every penny they have, but yet they're still positive and they're back on their feet in no time. Yeah. And that's because they have a positive outlook on life. And, 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 and that's what the law of attraction is. Whereas other people, they say, oh, well, I always get, you know, I always get you know, the bad stuff happen to me. It's just not fair. And they focus on bad stuff. They, they're in this victim mentality. And they're always the victim. Doesn't matter what happens. Even when it comes to dating, they're the victim. Oh, well, this, yeah, I I'm not really interested in dating because I went on a date once with this woman. She was just rude to me, and I just think all women are the same. I, I tried online dating, and th- they were the same. They didn't reply, and they were rude to me. And that's what the law of attraction is. It's what you think about and what you ask for is what you get. Mm-hmm. And that's and that's in a nutshell what it is. So to really conquer the law of attraction, it's now a lot of people – who even practice law of attraction get this slightly wrong because what they do is they concentrate and they visualize on things like say a Ferrari, you want to drive a Ferrari. So right. what someone would say is, Oh, I want a Ferrari. And they'd visualize driving this Ferrari. They come up with all these positive, powerful visualizations. They can feel it and they're driving this Ferrari. And that's a visualization which relates to law of attraction. Right. But what they're not doing, and this is the key, what they're not doing is giving anything in return for this Ferrari. Hmm. So you can't just take, take, take. It's the whole law of cause and effect. You have to give. So you have to say, what am I going to give to get hmm. that Ferrari? And that's, in a, what was that, two minutes? That's what the law of attraction is. Okay, so let's actually, and I, I think this happens a lot with dating because you have a bad experience and then your head gets reoriented in a way where you're negatively thinking and, and your head is not in the right place. And what we, the previous a couple of shows ago, I had talked to Catherine Scott and she said, if you are, if you're thinking you're going to attract a five out of 10 on a scale, you know, you'll get, if you're thinking that you will attract a five whoa, out of 10 Whoa, whoa, who said this? <laughs> I cre- I created that and I've used it a lot so I can't believe that. Unbelievable. Well, someone's quoting you back. Don't you love that? <laughs> I came up with that um a few well, probably 3 or 4 years ago when I was trying to um I'm not going to say I invented that. Maybe someone else came up with it too. But um I was trying to change people's mindset and I couldn't think yeah. of a way to do it. So you know, I said what do you think you are on a scale of 1 to 10? And this client said, oh, well, I'm like a four or five. And I said, a four or five? Is that what you believe you are? And he said, yeah. And I went, but you're telling me that you want a 10. You want a woman that's a 10 out of 10. Think about that for a second, logically. Do four or fives or do tens, do they date four or fives? No, of course they don't. Tens date tens. So you need to get into that mindset right now that you are a 10. That's what you are. You've got to tell yourself you are good enough. Don't let anyone ever tell you that you're not good enough because you are. If you believe you're a 10, then everything from the inside will start to reflect on the outside. You'll start to feel more confident. You'll start to maybe dress differently, do more stuff, help people more, do more sporting events, hobbies, socializing. 
Interesting. So you have to think like you're a 10 out of a 10, but how do you, so you, you know, so let's use your Ferrari example. You can visualize that you're a 10 out of 10. Um, but what would you give in return? You know, the one mistake that you said that people make in this manifestation piece is they forget about what they're going to give in return. So what would you, how would, how would that work in the 10 out of 10 example that you just okay. mentioned? Oh, in the 10 out of 10 example. Yeah. Um, that's a little bit more tricky to, to explain, but for the Ferrari example, um, what would I give? So for my website, I mean, my website's got a couple of hundred pages on it now, but I can't just sit back. Um, if I wanted to drive a Ferrari, which personally I don't, I'm not really into that sort of into that sort of thing. But um, if I wanted to drive a Ferrari, I couldn't just go. I want that Ferrari. I've got to say, what am what am I going to give? What am I going to give to get that Ferrari? Mm-hmm. And the obvious thing is, I've got to give a service to people. So my service would be either selling my coaching, which I do, or selling my services and products. So that's what I'm giving back to receive that. Now, I'm just trying to think how I could relate that to a 10. What you'd have to do really is say, what am I going to give to get that 10? And what you'd have to give is your time to self-improvement and improving this area of your life. Um, one of the things I always talk about is salsa dancing. I love salsa, not just salsa. I love all types of Latin dance. Um, uh-huh. so for me, I would say as an example there, I'm going to give my time to learning dance. And when I learn dance, then I'll be a really good dancer and I'll meet sort of women that are tens there because a lot of amazing women go to these sort of things. I yeah. meet them almost every night in, in central London because we have classes every night. Oh, um, fantastic. So, yeah. So that's what I'd say. That's what I'd be giving. I'd be giving my time into learning this whole area. I'd be going up, I'd be putting my ego to one side and I'd be going up and talking to people and learning this and getting better at talking. Are you doing a little dance right now? <laughs> a little dance? Oh, I was just adjusting my headset. I don't know if you heard that. Oh, I thought you were, I thought actually what I thought you were doing is you were giving us a little sample. You're going to cut to a little dance thing because I heard this little, this little rumbling on the side. Oh, <laughs> no, my webcam is not set up. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so I think that's real. So what are some of the common beliefs that you hear that you're like, this is just plain rubbish? You know, what are some of the common statements that you hear from people that you think, you know, that you're already starting yourself off on the wrong foot? Oh, okay. Well, well, a lot of the guys that come to me for coaching, I could have probably triple the amount of clients that I, I do have. But mm-hmm. the thing is, when cli- because I have a 100% success rate and I, I stand by that and I don't ever want to lose that, what happens is when guys come to meet me, I always either email or phone first and I can see because I've studied communication so well, mm-hmm. I can read into their language. And if I detect negativity or they're not really, they don't really believe this. And um, just today I had an email from a guy which has been going back and forth for a few days and mm-hmm. he's just so negative to the whole thing. He's 54, I think. And he went, well, I've only ever had one girlfriend. And it lasted three months and I'm a virgin and all this. And he was like, but I just wow. don't believe in all this stuff. Uh, I just, I think it's, you know, I don't believe in it. I mean, if you want to change my mind, then fine, I'll pay for you for coaching. And that sort of thing, I'll just reply, it's not for me to change your mind. You need to make that decision. And once you commit to it, then I'll give you coaching. But whilst you're in this mindset, you're not ready for coaching. Yeah, that's not absolutely true. I can't tell you how many times that happens when I'm coaching clients. If they're not really, if they're not, they're not oriented towards success or that it's even possible, I think actually they psych themselves out and no matter how much coaching you do, you can't really turn them around, right? Yeah, because the whole point of coaching is you're not teaching them what you're, well, you are, you're telling them what they can do, but they've got to make that decision for themselves they've got to make that transition in their mind to say right i'm ready to do this i'm going to because a lot of the times that the reason people don't do it is because it involves a sacrifice mm-hmm. it's moving from uh, comfort into pain even if it's just for a short while but right. from moving from comfort to pain is the only way to get to pleasure and happiness but people right. in this day and age they're not willing to go through that middle stage of pain and if they're not willing to go through that, then I'm not willing to work with them. Okay, so how many, and I think that that's really true. I was talking to, um, again, another dating coach, and she said, you know, you almost have to commit 
yourself to going to a, on a hundred dates, you know, before you find one that lands. I mean, what, and that's painful to me. That sounds painful. A <laughs> hundred dates. Yeah. What you say, like, I mean, in your mind, what, I mean, what should you be prepared for? I mean, how many dates would you have to go out on before you say it's not working for me or until you, you have a successful interaction? You can have a – okay, well, this is what I'd suggest if someone that mindset is to go to a speed yeah. dating event because then you can have 20 dates in one in one <laughs> night. So that cuts down to your 100 straight away. <laughs> Do five of them and you, you've done it. You've done your 100. It's <laughs> a law of numbers, absolutely. Yeah. But um, he, some people say it's not a numbers game. And there was a stage where I went through where I thought, oh, I'm an expert now. I've mastered this. I can – get any woman I want and it was a sort of egotistical stage and actually I realized that it is a numbers game because you can't predict what what's going on in women's life you know one woman I remember this is where the, the the switch came and the realization came and it was just she was just so interested we did loads of stuff we even had dinner you know we had we just had such an amazing time we went to the park we had picnics and stuff then all of a sudden, nothing. And I thought, well, I can't believe this. What's happened? You know, I, did I do something wrong? And I thought, well, I'm not going to bother with her. You know, it's her problem. And it turned out that she'd had a really bad car accident. And she'd been in the hospital all this time. And there was Aww. me going, stupid woman. <laughs> and I felt so bad. And, um, you know, I went to see her and it was just... Yeah, that was, it was a really awkward situation. I know sometimes our hallucinations are worse, right? Like we, we like psych ourselves out into these worst case scenarios and, and oftentimes it's just, you know, good reasons or who cares if it's a good reason or not, right? I mean, like you said, it's a law of numbers. So this has been a fabulous show. I really want to thank you, Neil, for your dating advice and, uh, for folks out, and it was was really quite interesting. I, I love hearing the guy's perspective. So for folks out there, make sure to check out, um, our other shows on online dating as i mentioned Catherine scott we also have someone from match.com and the whole goal really this month is to make it easy for you and painless for you although i'm hearing from neil it can be painful and it will be painful because <laughs> you don't have to orient all your energy around that it may take hundreds of dates so but be prepared it can be fun too so go to our website www.firedupwithcj.com next thursday we'll be continuing our month of love with fired up with cj and we'll have julie metzger from great conversations giving you the shocking details of your teen sex life have a great week and we'll see you next thursday at 4 p.m eastern standard time and 1 p.m pacific standard time you've been listening to fire it up with cj Tune in each week on Transformation Talk Radio at 1 p.m. Pacific Time, 4 p.m. Eastern Time for more of Fire It Up with CJ. It takes just one spark to ignite a fire. For dates and showtimes, visit www.fireitupwithcj.com or www.transformationtalkradio.com.